Welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my right, we have Sean. And on his right, we have Teresa. And this is Fans of the Forge show, I guess you would call it, where we talk about the popular TV show on the History Channel, Forged in Fire. Um, we are all big fans of the show, hence the name. And um, we thought it'd be a cool idea to watch some episodes and, and do rundowns of what happened and kind of give our take on, on what happened from a point of view of some people that have never, ever made knives in our lives and have no experience with blacksmithing whatsoever. So, that being said, we're starting off with Season 5, Episode 1, Rookie Edition. Now, this is a special episode because there were five contestants to start. Right. And they had to bring their own blades with them. Yeah, they had to bring a, a chopper. Each one had to bring a chopper with them for a initial test. Right, the ice, the ice block chopping test. And so our five contestants were Joey, epic beard on that guy, and he was right. also a pro wrestler, pro Santa Claus, something about being a hobo at Jobo some point. He was like a clown hobo or yes. something. Okay. And then there was Tyler, who was the youngest of the group. Right. Um, Matt was a guy that worked on auto body. Brian, I think was the guy that had the most experience knife smithing. He was an engineer. He was an engineer. Okay. And then Steve, who was a gunsmith that had all the forging tools and decided to start making right, knives. Why not? So, um, Sean, how about you give us a rundown? Do you, you want to give us a rundown? Of yeah, that so went? at least in this first part, there was a, a nice chop, and uh, Ben, the expert, uh, did a, um, he hit the block 10 times with each knife, and um, see that Steve went first, and this looked pretty good. Uh, it was going really well until the very last blow, in which his blade broke. Oh, other than that, I mean, it was, was kind of <laughs> sad to see, but he, he had it going pretty well. Yeah, it was a nice knife, and it was heartbreaking that it broke yeah, on the last one. it was one. really looked nice. It was chopping through that thing, no problem. No, um, until the last one. Until that last <laughs> piece, that was it. It was going pretty good. And then it looks like we had uh, Brian. Yep. Um, no problem there. Uh, it had a nice finish on it. Mm -hmm. um, handle, I think, is maple I wrote down. Um, then it was up to Matt. He kind of had a small blade, um, but still made it through all 10 blows. Yeah, it wasn't an ideal chopper, but it, it still managed to do well. It actually, from what I saw, it chopped ice better, even it though did. from the design of it, it you would do think a good it would job. do yep. not as well. And then we had um, Tyler. He had a curved chopper, which is kind of interesting, but I guess they went in not knowing what, was going to be chopped. Right. So he just did his style. And when Ben was doing his ice chop, because of the curved blade, he actually hit his knuckle during one of the hits and bloodied it up a little bit. Um, but the blade held up. And then finally we had Joey. Uh, he had a solid chopper. It was I think commented it had a nice handle. And he made it through. Unfortunately, 
someone had to go, and because Steve's blade broke, he had to go. And yeah. So that was the uh, end of the first part of uh, that portion. Right, which I thought, you know, it sucked because that guy was the guy that obviously had the most experience. Maybe he was new to knife smithing, but he was a gunsmith for right. years beforehand and still managed to not uh, get something together that could stand up to that test. Right, he knows how to use the tools and everything like that, and unfortunately it didn't work out. And I guess uh, Ben said it was it looked like it was due to something when he quenched it. There was a defect, and you could tell like there was some rust. Oh, within the crack. Within there was the rust, crack, so yeah. Was so crack it had been, been there for a little while, so that's unfortunate. Yeah. But that's how it goes sometimes. So that was a special, you know, first uh, portion, their first test that they had to do, and that got them down to the um, the standard four that start the show uh, on a typical episode. So from there, you know, they had to uh, go into their next challenge, and they had to get their uh, different materials. Right. They had boxes with materials in it. Right. Did you take notes on the materials? Uh, a little bit. I wrote down, so they had these wooden boxes that they each went up to when they were called. And so Brian went up first. When he opened it, there were farrier's rasps. So it was like long files. Matt, apparently in a previous competition, he had smelled a box, and that was successful for him. So he did that again. <laughs> and he ended up with leaf springs. And then uh, Joey had a couple mower blades that he had to deal with, which were super thin. And Tyler got a giant coal spring that he had to try to deal with. And I guess this dude, he mentioned he was like 140 pounds. Tall, right. Lady, super. Right. He has to uncoil <laughs> this, this heavy duty train spring. And uh, so, yeah, that was kind of fun to watch. Yeah. I kind of imagined you trying to do the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like, and it, it would just it would be interesting to see. And I keep trying to push this guy to go do a blacksmithing class with me. And it would be nice if we could get out there and do that. We wouldn't be working with coil springs right off the bat. But um, no. I think it would be a little easier. You but. Get anything hot enough, it'll bend. <laughs> so that's that's the key right there. That's all it is. Yeah. Can I just note Joey and the epic beard? They always did like slow mo. Pretty much any time they oh, put the camera true. on him, they yeah. did this slow motion with the like the forge near yeah. blowing the beard. Oh, it was out. majestic. It was majestic. <laughs> they know what they're doing on that show. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they really know how to highlight everybody's um best qualities and that was that was his it was his awesome beard which i envy i for sure envy that beard <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> so they had to then you know work with their different materials here and turn them into feasible blades and you know brian i think he he didn't have any real problem with his mm -hmm. he knew he knew right off the bat he had files that had you know knurled sides that had to get ground down so that they would make a nice knife. And once he got those knurls out of there, it kind of eliminated the possibility of um, issues with the knife itself, like strength issues. He said he didn't have a lot of experience or knowledge with forge welding, but he really took care of what he had to do. He he knew what to do to make the forge welds work, and, and he had the best ones during that whole section. Yeah, and it's always a it's always a good thing on a show like this when they don't show you doing that much, right? They don't show you 
working that hard because of the fact that there's other people that are having issues and right. they're focusing on it's the true. problems. Right. Generally, I've watched a lot of these types of shows. The people who are getting the most airtime are the ones that are either going home or are going to win. Yeah. So he he was fine. Um, Matt and Joey both had to restart because they tried to do forge welding and they both failed miserably at it. Like they just couldn't get the, the welds to take when they were doing that. Now, I mean, if you're watching the show, you know what forge welding is. If you haven't watched the show, it's the, the process of heating up the metal and then folding it over and using, um, like, the auto hammer or the press to help. Right, some sort of pressure to make the pieces into one. Yeah, bind, bind it together versus using some other welding method. Um, and both of them failed at getting a good forge weld, so they had to restart like halfway through their three-hour period and they had to just pull something out of their ass at that point. And I think they both ended up doing a decent job. I mean, they both finished. I mean, I don't think any nobody in this one uh, didn't finish. Right. So They all turned in something. And then Tyler, the young, the young, the the dunce of the group, if you ask me, kind of a jackass. <laughs> yeah. But, but whatever. Every um, time he opened his mouth. <laughs> it was just something weird to say. <laughs> None of his sayings made sense. Like, no. I think he was trying to go for being, like, clever. Clever. clever and, or, like, had this old wisdom, but no, he didn't <laughs> have it. But, again, he, he was able to get that coil uh, straightened out and turned into a decent-looking knife. So, I mean, he did manage to get that part down. But when it came down to it, after the quench, Joey with his lawnmower blades just wasn't thick enough and his his blade warped quite a bit during the quench and he ended up getting eliminated there. His last effort at making a blade was really to take the mower blade itself and cut it out and then kind of shape it. Right. It wasn't folded or anything. It wasn't thick enough. Yeah, it was just a really thin piece of metal that uh, probably would not have held up to any sort of strength testing, which... The next test that they ended up having to do would was once they finished putting their handles and stuff on it was the bone chopping test. There was no way he would have got through that based on the size of that knife and the, and the thickness of it. It probably would have bent pretty quickly. Yeah, it would have warped or broken. So that was a shame. My beard brother, he got kicked off the show. Um, I would have I would have loved to see him move forward just because of that epic beard. But otherwise. Beards can't carry a man. Uh, only so far. Only so far. So now we get to the third part, the finishing of the blades and the addition of the handles. Um, Matt's blade was like half good and half crap. Like his one side of his blade was just in really terrible condition. And he had a pretty clever way of making that look a lot better and maybe adding a little bit more strength to the blade um, by using epoxy with was it steel powder mm-hmm. yep and um, and then he basically just slathered that on the knife and then ground it down once the epoxy set um, which was interesting to see you know the the two the two compound epoxy where you have it and he, he had him mixing it up and then like yeah he sprayed it next to each other but once that stuff hits, like the two different compounds hits, it starts to harden real quick. So like they don't really mention that part of that, but that's that's a pretty 
tough process to be able to nail like get get that stuff on and in, in the amount of time that you would need to let it set and everything without it hardening on you so it was right once you mix the catalyst that chemical reaction is going on and then you got to apply it yeah so he managed to pull it off he got it on there and he ground and it down it, worked and out. it looked pretty nice actually after it you, you you could tell something was going on but it looked way better than it did before that for sure um the only other no- note that i had for that particular section at least on my notes here was that Brian finished an hour early and just like oh, it was an hour early. He was an yeah, hour yeah, early an hour and left. just stopped and he was just, just hanging sat. out and just had his hands and like oh, well, done. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, the other note that I had was about Matt, who was trying to put holes in his tang and he was holding he his was blade <laughs> in one hand, <laughs> the drill press in the other hand, and well, that didn't work out for him. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, call the medic. Oh, it was it was rough. <laughs> so you got cut. That blade just spun real quick. It it caught and it yanked his hand and he got cut by it. So you could you could hear it like the drill press was like whining because it was it was catching on the metal. Like I can get, I can tell you so many times where I've heard that sound and it was like if I didn't have something tightened down, it would have gone flying or hurt somebody, and. You would have thought that somebody that works on auto body for a living would at least have a little bit better idea of Absolutely. how to use a power tool. If you use any power tools, drills, I mean, everyone uses a drill. You, oh, you yeah. know what happens when it catches? It's gonna, it's gonna yank, and I just saw that coming a mile away. And so did the judges. You're like, what's going on? That's not a good idea. He's lucky he didn't lose a finger when yes. it came down to it, but he still managed to get it. The medic over there wrapped him up good, and he was able to finish. Yep. So then they had uh, two tests that they had to com- to finish uh, to test the blades. They had the bone chop and the rope cut. So that would test the strength using the, uh, during the bone chop and then the actual edge, the sharpness uh, for the rope cut. And when it came down to it, none of them um, failed the tests they all managed to get through each of the tests the strength test the strength test for right they all got through the strength chat uh, strength test brian's was like beautiful after mm-hmm. the strength test like nothing ever happened like he chopped yeah. that bone like it was butter mm-hmm. um, but matt and tyler both chipped their blades uh during that test which it's kind of surprising that bone is that hard like i guess to me i mean i guess it makes sense mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it makes sense, but it just when when we saw that the first time, this was like the second episode that we watched when we started watching the show. I think right, and we only started watching this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we <laughs> we were still new to the show. Like we have many seasons to catch up on, um, but you know, I was sure, I was really surprised to see just how hard it was to chop through that bone, um, and the fact that it could do that sort of chipping damage to metal that's been heat treated and and ground down to like such a nice sharp edge I mean, it was really surprising but well you gotta figure you know a sharp edge is usually a thin edge true so you know that that leads to it but yeah it's uh it's crazy to, to see that and just a bone just takes a chunk right out of a piece of metal yeah it's, it's pretty nice. wild and then after that they did the rope cut and that they had the uh who did the rope cut the other dave the, david yeah brian's didn't get all the way through. 
He cut and it and it cut through all the way. I don't think he was able to finish it though. No, and Matt was the only one that actually cut the rope. Yeah, even with the chip blade, he still managed to cut yeah. right, right through two, that rope. Two swipes he got through. It was a three swipe attempt per blade. Right. And then uh, with Tyler's, they swung it, and David actually had to like stop and reposition the blade in his hand to be able to continue like yeah, swiping. Round, it didn't have fingers yeah, or anything. Yeah, nothing that the handle looked like crap. I mean, just nothing to it. And he was the one that's all cocky about. He was said he was done ahead of time too. And oh, he was making himself. He was just busy. looking busy. It's like, well, <laughs> like he does it work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, come on. Uh, so. Yeah, so between the three of them, Tyler's blade not only chipped, but the handle sucked, and it you know it just didn't get the job done. So he got axed from the competition. Right. So that led to the final round, the lightning round, whatever you want to call it, where the comp uh, the competitors go back to their home forge to create their version of a legendary weapon. Now, do you know, uh, know what that weapon was? It was the Wargalock. The Wargalock. You get a yeah. little mini history lesson on what the Wargalock is. Which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It was developed in the, the Philippines in the 1600s, I think they said, right? I didn't write it down. I wrote that down. I forget what year, yeah. I had 1600s, and then it was, it was basically more of a vegetation chopper, mm -hmm. and then it was converted to a weapon for war in the 1800s. To the point that the British made their own version and gave it to their army troops um, later on after like 1800s. Um, so it was interesting. I'd never heard of a Golok before. Mm. Um, and it was a particular weapon that they had to meet requirements. Uh, it had to have a double edge. So both sides had to have edges. It had to have a fuller on both sides of the uh, blade as well. So that's basically the groove that goes down the, the center. Mm. And it also had no tip on the end. It had to have a flat edge on the end rather right. than coming to a tip. As, as as we said earlier, a lot of camera time here went to Matt, yeah. not Brian. Right. Like um, Matt did not have the easiest time making his Galak. No, and he said he had to make his forge bigger, and he had to make some tools to in order to make the the weapon and. I, I commented when we were watching it, like, oh, he turned his log splitter into, like, a press, which is pretty pretty neat. Oh, yeah, that was definitely ingenious yeah. to be able to do that because I, I didn't know what that even was when I saw it, but, uh, you know, that was pretty neat that he was able to do that. Uh, but when it came down to it, he went, he quenched it, and he was so happy when the quench finished that it was still straight and didn't warp. And he did one thing that not all competitors do when they make their weapons is he actually went out and tested it on a piece of wood which was a good idea before he did any more work on it. Yeah, because it shattered and broke into three pieces. Right. After like the third hit on a four by four, just ping, ping. It wasn't even that hard of a hit. No. Like it was surprisingly it just like, dink, <laughs> pieces on the ground. So that sucked, but he, he pulled it together and he was able to finish a blade in time for the 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 uh, end competition. I have a question about their timing. So they have the five days. Yeah. Do they have to like wake up by a certain time and go to bed by a certain time so they have know. the exact same amount of time as each other? Or is it like, okay, five days, go? That's a good question because at one point he was like, I had 18 hours left. Right. And I'm like thinking, I mean, if He's you really, yeah, could you just not, not stay safe, up? But. Yeah. I'm not judging the guy, but it definitely seemed like on the last day when he was finishing up, he had had a few beers. 
Like he definitely seemed like he was. Uh, like, maybe he was tired. He could have been very tired. Maybe he stayed up late that evening. I guess the the um, <laughs> the attitude or the uh, personality traits you show at that moment when you're that tired and or a little drunk um, might be similar. Perhaps. I mean, if you think about kids that have stayed up past their bedtime, <laughs> they tend to act like little drunkards. So um, <laughs> I guess that could be it. Um, but when it came down to it, he finished his blade. And uh, Brian as well finished his blade, brought his son out, and they were chopping a melon with it, which was cool. He even tried cutting some wood with it, and it chopped into the wood yeah. okay. So they brought it back for the final tests. Was it killed? The kill <laughs> test. The kill <laughs> test. Easily the best part of the show, in my opinion, is the kill <laughs> test, if only because of Doug, even though... For season five, he hasn't actually tested any of it because he's had an injury, but he'll bring somebody on to do the kill test, and they have the pigs hanging, ready to be attacked by the Glocks. And they both managed to you know, do some damage, and uh, Brian's was pretty badass. I mean, it almost cut that pig right in half. Right, I was expecting it to. It had some really deep cuts in there. I thought the third cut might go all the way through, but... Yeah, close. I, I bet if the guy had lined up the the shot a little bit better, he would have been able to cut through. But he was, I think, he was purposely trying to not hit in a spot that would automatically cut through where he'd yeah, already cut before. Um, so Brian's did great. Matt's did okay. It cut, but it wasn't like the greatest. It still cut through the spine. Right. And when it came down to it, they both got the seal of approval. It will kill. It will kill. Did it you notice kill. the other guy didn't talk? Do you think they have to pay him if he speaks on screen? Oh, the guy that he's having. The, the one the, that actually did oh. the test didn't. Do speak they? They to never. Anybody. They never talk when he brings him on, except that's for like that's to say. My point. Yeah, I don't know. When they bring somebody else on. They don't talk. Well, I'm sure they. Like, I'm sure they pay him. I mean, it's not like he's part of the show normally. I wonder if it has something to do with the Screen Actors Guild. If you get That's lines of dialogue, yeah, yeah, you might be right. Maybe there's like if you have a certain number of lines of dialogue in a show, then he you have to, to Doug, but he doesn't speak to the guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting concept. I didn't think about that. This is what I noticed when I. Watched it. <laughs> That's pretty good. So anyway, they both passed the kill test, and then it came to one of the toughest tests to watch. The, the log chop. The strength test. Yeah, the strength test where basically, I mean, that that log had a huge, been. yes, it was a huge, like two feet, like, across. Yeah. Like, well, what's the circumference? Diameter. Diameter, yeah. Thank you, uh, math teacher. Um, what was it, ash or something? I don't remember what type of wood it was. But. I don't know what that was, but man, it didn't, like, even the, the bark was barely damaged from hitting it with those things. Like, yeah. Uh, it shot. sounded like wasn't doing much of anything. Uh, oh man, it was just you just. It sounded dunk. like it was metal. It was ping, ping, <laughs> ping. I was like, oh my goodness, one of these blades is gonna break because it was rough. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun to watch uh, Brian's face. Like he was cringing the whole time, just like, oh, oh yeah, God, waiting it's for it. Break. Oh, and then Bad he made news. it through. So he made it, um, but. Matt wasn't so lucky with his blade. He he didn't break it. And the edge held. The edge, the, the edge did hold. The edge did hold, but I've never seen a blade. 
Actually, there was one other episode we saw where it bent like that, mm-hmm. and it bent like crazy. Like it was, it was S shaped <laughs> at least. Big, like there's a big curve. In it like <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> It definitely did not hold up as well. And I think they said that it was because all the weight was to the end of the sword. So when it was swinging, it was giving it just that much extra force to bend it near the handle, which is where that big curve showed up. So in the long run, the Matt, you know, he, he did deliver even though he had issues, but when it came down to it, he was not the fortune fire champion. Brian won, won the $10,000 and was able to present his weapon to the judges. And I think that was, he, he was the one that definitely seemed like he knew what he was doing out of all of them, like, the most. Like, he seemed, beyond the original guy that was the gunsmith, that when I first saw that episode, I'm like, this guy's going to take it. And then he lost immediately, so. Yep. He's consistent. Brian was, like, consistent through the whole competition. Yeah, yeah, he never, he wasn't worried about anything. He knew exactly what to do with his medal when he got it for, the you know, the middle round and. He never really was questioning anything, so he knew what exactly what he had to do the whole time. Yeah. but So that was that. I mean, I thought it was a good episode. It's definitely uh, a new concept to have the rookies. And, well, as far as we know, we haven't seen the we, other four seasons seen yet. We've eight <laughs> episodes. <laughs> any, any other last comments? No. All right. No. Well, this... Oh, w- I do have one. Okay. Oh. from Brian. Binge watch. Oh, at the end, he said you should good. binge watch the show, which is what we're doing. He said which anyone is- that's interested <laughs> in making knives, just binge watch Fortune Fire. Or find a blacksmith that is nearby that puts on classes, even if they're $362 for two days. Even if. <laughs> <laughs> or we can just buy like a $160 propane forge and figure it out on our right, own. We got- can you take a lesson, please? Not just... On demand. He just said, we just watch the show, we'll pick it up. And YouTube. YouTube, (laughs) I'm sure there'll be lessons on YouTube. We'll wear safety glasses, don't worry. And you won't hold the blade while you're trying to I'll have gloves. (laughs) All right. So this was the first episode of Fans of the Forge. Thanks for watching. Um, Please like this video and subscribe if you like this content. And who knows, maybe if we continue to do some episodes here, we might actually be able to convince people that work on the show to maybe talk to us uh, on a phone call or something. Wouldn't that be kind of neat? This is episode one, so if this continues, we'll see what happens. (laughs) But thanks for watching.